Uh, only to say, first off, uh, thanks for acknowledging my partner and my sister, the woman who runs my DC office, Joyce. I, that's really nice of you to do that. And uh, most of you know Joyce really well. And we have a great team in our office. You know, our, our staff, our top people, we've been together ever since, the, you know, I started in 98. And um, we enjoy what we do. Uh, not every day is a great day, but, but we believe in what we're doing. And um, the beliefs we have, we think are really, uh, are at risk of, of of being sacrificed and replaced in a permanent basis. And uh, without getting too philosophical, I think what we're seeing right now uh, is a government that's in place that you have to admire the fact that they have the courage of their convictions. They really do believe in what they're trying to do. And, and they're aspiring to achieve their vision. Now, I would simply argue that their vision is antithetical to the vision of America. It is really more of a wholesale replacement of the American idea with a social welfare state. Uh, you know, I was talking to Chris Matthews last night, and he was just saying, well, we want to be a social democracy like Western Europe. I mean, that really is where they're trying to go. And so they believe in more of this progressivist agenda, which actually went from Germany to Wisconsin, then out to the rest of America. So we know a thing or two about progressives where I come from, Wisconsin. And, and I would call what we have right now is sort of third wave progressives. Uh, it's different than the old Bob LaFollette Wisconsin progressives of, of, the, of the 20s and the 30s. But what we have here is um, basically, uh, if you look at the debate we had when we had healthcare on the floor in November, I think that debate kind of got it right, which was, you know, this is after a long day, lots of arm twistings, it's about midnight, and everybody's kind of tired and emotional, and, and they really, they're, they're, they're just, they're fever pitch. And so that's when you go to listen to the floor, that's when people really say what they think. And it's actually refreshing to hear in many ways. And speaker after speaker, whether it was Pelosi, or George Miller, or Henry Waxman, or Charlie Rangel, or Pete Stark, or whoever, they all basically said the same thing. They said, this is finally the moment to finish the progressive vision for America, the progressive agenda for America. You know, we had the New Deal. Uh, Dave Obey says it like this, the New Deal got cut short by World War II, the Square Deal never got off the ground because of the Korean War, the Great Society got cut short by Vietnam, I think that's an interesting read of history, but nevertheless, and they're all saying, we're not going to let it happen this time, not under our watch. We've been trying for this moment our entire lives, and it is here, and we're going to do it. And what that basically means is, our government, which is built upon our founders' principles, where our rights don't come from government, our rights come from nature, and nature's God. That's the way it says in the Declaration of Independence. You know, we have an individualistic-based society, not a collectivist-based society. And so the American idea is the idea that our government protects our rights. Uh, equality, opportunity, government by consent of the government, liberty, freedom, free enterprise, self-determination, all those things. So the role of our government has historically been to equalize opportunity, to promote equal opportunity, to promote equal opportunity. Well, I think the new goal and role of government with this agenda is to have the government effectively equalize the results of our lives. You know, it is the government that should take more control and power over these huge aspects of our society in an effort to better, more fairly redistribute, you know, equality. And that is really not what we're all about. That is the idea that's been tried in these Bismarckian, you know, Western European countries. And the results are really, really clear. Lower living standards, higher unemployment, more social stagnation, and a fiscal train wreck. I mean, Europe is ahead of us in the fiscal train wreck, but we're not that far behind. 
It's a compounding of birth rates. It's a compounding of aging. It's a compounding of, of healthcare prices and costs going up. What it all means is our, our social democracies of the Western Europe, our industrialized countries for the most part, have a huge mountain of debt that are coming. I mean, enormous. And there is going to be debt crises sort of domino affecting throughout this world. And we see it starting with Greece. We see Portugal, Italy, and Spain not far behind. The euro is just hanging on, you know, with, with by a thread. And if we don't think this can happen to us, uh, get that thought out of your mind. It can. It actually will if we don't change course. And if we accelerate it by throwing all this additional government on top, it will clearly accelerate that crisis in this country. I'll just finish with this. Everybody in healthcare, and this is the moment, and, and they're down on votes. Everybody tells me over there, my friends of the Democrats, they don't have the votes right now, but they're doing everything they can to muscle this thing through. As you all know, it's a House fight, it's not a Senate fight. Once you pull the reconciliation plug, that effectively makes it a big House fight. And it's not necessarily, you know, public option or guaranteed issue or community rating or, you know, medical loss ratios. All of those are bad things and, and, and important details. But what it really is, is it's these exchange subsidies. We are saying to just about every American now, anybody making about less than $100,000, don't worry. We're going to take care of all your health care costs. You and your family will not have to pay any more than 2% to 9.8% out of pocket, and the taxpayer will pay for the rest of your health care. That is an open-ended entitlement. That is a recipe for overconsumption, for inflation. It is a fiscal train wreck. Now, yes, CBO has a model that doesn't make it look like it's going to be all that bad. Talk to any private actuary. Talk, talk to any, anybody who has real-world experience in this stuff. And this is, it, this is a fiscal explosion waiting. And that, of all reasons, is why I think we have to make sure we don't do this. Because if we set up this architecture where government right now spends 46% of all healthcare spending, does the rest, the only way to fix this is to deeply over-regulate and over-ration care. And that's just not who we are. That's not what we're all about. We want innovation. We want competition. We want markets to drive things so that, so that we have new pharmaceutical advancements, so that we have new technologies, so that physicians want to go into the profession. I mean, what young kid coming out of undergrad is going to want to rack up a quarter of a million dollars in, in debt to go to medical school to basically be a federal employee? I mean, so these have huge repercussions, not only to the healthcare sector, but to the entire U.S. economy and it's debt burden. And so this is why people like me are saying, whatever it is, we got to stand up and fight. This is a huge moment for our country. It's a pivotal time in America. Uh, it's very important for us and the loyal opposition to, to oppose this, but also to offer other ideas and alternatives. And a lot of us have been doing that, and we're beginning to get that message out. And so I just want to thank you for having me here today. And, um, you know, in the Ripon Society, I'm going to keep saying Ripon over and over just so you kind of get this in your mind. Um, everybody here is an ambassador. Everybody here has influence. Everybody here has, has, has decisions you make in your company on which direction you go. I just hope you think about this broader picture and where you fit in it and how you can contribute toward keeping the greatness of this country, maintaining the, the American idea um, as you go about your daily life and the decisions you make and the, and the choices your, your companies make. So thank you very much.